0: This podcast was recorded for the Sound Environment Show on Radio Galari. Radio Galari is a community radio station based in the Kimberley, Western Australia. For more information go to www.galari.com And hey there Mr Happy Squid, you move so psychedelically you hypnotise with your magic dance on the animals in the sea for sure This is the Sound Environment Animal of the Week Tonight we have a special guest, we've got Dr. Steve Reynolds. He is um, a zoologist and also just loves natural history. Welcome, Steve. Good evening. I Thought tonight I might speak uh, a little bit about crocodiles. I guess most people would know that there's the there's two species, uh, what we call the freshy and the salty. Freshwater crocodiles really are sort of you know more inland type things up, up creeks and so on, um, but salties, the salt the crocodile, also known as the uh, the estuarine crocodile, uh, gets right around the coast. So from around about Broome, all the way across the Top End and into northern parts of Queensland. Um, and in fact in the last few years I think there's even been the odd report down as far as the Pilbara. Yeah here their range is you know slowly extending after it shrunk a little bit uh, a few decades ago. Yeah well that's right I mean so there was obviously that historical period of sort of intense hunting um, that went on for quite some time and at some point the authorities stepped in and went well if we don't stop hunting now we might not have crocodiles left Um, But yeah, it's been 30 or 40 years now and the crocodiles have actually come back pretty well. And it seems like they're spreading out into probably what was their natural range. So you will get the odd ones coming down past Cable Beach, for example. And uh, definitely now on the um, Dampier Peninsula, there's a few. I remember sort of maybe 15 years ago when I was in um, Broome. And my impression was that generally on the western side of the Dampier Peninsula, you didn't actually often get crocodiles whereas now it seems like they're a regular occurrence. So something to watch out for, but I guess um, what's interesting at this time of year really is that um, you might have noticed the weather's starting to cool off a bit. And in particular uh, for reptiles, um, the night times are getting cold. And so what that means for most reptiles is that things start to slow down. They're relying on the temperature of the environment And so, things like crocodiles, the water temperature starts dropping, um, the days aren't as long, they can't get as much sun. And they actually start to slow down quite a lot. And when it gets really cold, um, they don't move around much at all. They just pull up on a beach somewhere and just lie in the sun basically because the water gets too cold, especially in places like Broome. And that's probably one reason why their distribution is about, doesn't go much further south than this sort of area. There's a few ideas about um you know when to be careful about crocs Mm -hmm. and uh one just all the time well all the time but because like in the dry season generally they're not that active i mean sometimes they are especially if the water's cold but there's some thinking that a lot of the croc attacks actually happen in the build-up because if you think about the crocs have been not doing much for months and months Uh, they haven't been feeding much Uh and so when it starts to get warm again they get active they move around They're hungry, and this is true for a lot of reptiles. So this time of year, for example, the frillies will start disappearing. They'll go and climb up a tree and disappear. Goannas will go underground and hide out. Um, A lot of the reptiles will become less active. And so there's this this period of several months where they don't do much. With the crocs around October, November starts to get hot. The water temperature starts to heat up. They start going around and feeding. And there's a thought that that's a really time when you really wanna be careful. So yeah, it's interesting that they are spreading out. And um, I guess it's nice that they are much more abundant than they were, but yeah, we it brings people and crocodiles into conflict and so, for example, in Darwin Harbour, you know, they pull out uh, 100 crocs a year roughly these days. So there's obviously a lot oh, wow. of them moving in. Interesting again as well, and it's largely temperature related, is that the salties nest in the wet season. So the females make a big mound um, of, you know, rotting vegetation and, and mud and everything like that. And they start getting frisky in sort of October, November and um actually apparently um there's actually quite a bit of interaction between the male and female so they think he he blows bubbles and rubs up against her and does all sorts of things and and that's obviously only after he's already fought all the other male crocs off because they they can be quite territorial so uh, you know the best habitat for the crocs is those big tidal rivers up north and uh the crocs tend to have their own territory so they might have you know a kilometer section of river or whatever it might be so they'll defend that area and then um you know, hopefully they get a female move in and, and, and things will happen, you know. Yeah. But, there you uh, go. Yeah, so. And they, um, I, I guess, being crocodiles, they lay eggs and That's lay right. them in the nest. Is yeah, the right? so they lay a bunch in the nest and often the female will um, hang around the nest. And I think um, one of the uh, the trickiest things, so in, in the top end now, I'm not sure if they're doing it the Kimberley much, but there's actually, because there's a few croc farms, one thing they do is they get croc eggs. And the only way to get croc eggs is to find a croc nest. So, what they do is they have a couple of people in a chopper and they go out in the middle of a big swamp or a floodplain, which is where they, the females tend to be, and uh, they drop you down in the swamp. And you've got to, you know, these people have to walk in to the nest, dig their way into the nest, pull the eggs out, all the while trying to keep an eye out for mother croc because she might be not far away, and quite often she will hang around the nest. So, usually there's a guy with a big stick. <laughs> Uh, and then they get the get the eggs, put them in a little carton, and uh, have to you know try to get back to the chopper. So it's uh, it's an incredibly dangerous sounding it's job. Not yeah, it's, it's only for the really keen that job, and it's in the middle of the wet season. So yeah, it's pretty hard work. But anyway, yeah. So anyway, lots more crocs, which is good. Anyway, a croc's one of the animals that um, the temperature of the nest affects the gender of, of the hatchlings. Actually, that is one of those ones. So yeah, they call it uh, TSD or temperature-determined, sex sex determination, and uh, it's interesting because, so what they do in the croc farms, um, because the males grow faster and generally bigger, they generally incubate the eggs at a particular temperature so they get more males. so So they get get bigger handbags. So they get 90% males, Mm -hmm. that's right, and then they grow faster and they feed them lots and so on, so yeah, they actually use that to to get more males and females. Wow.